Shelf Fantasy. I don't think anybody can hear Corey's uh, water cracking open. I'll just do it for you again. <laughs> Very good crack. Very clean. It sounds like a crack in that whip. Craig, you drinking whip. the uh, Suedo Su? No, this is the King Su. King Su. Oh, the Suedo King. It's the pseudo suede. The blue suede shoes. Yeah, the, the, the boy named Su. The blue suede is a pale ale. This is a, the King Sway Su is an IPA. Or a double IPA. I get the cat's meow. You got bee hoppy? Yeah, yep. A little bee hoppy. A little bee hoppy. Uh, Poland Springs. I heard they put a little extra hops in the that. Hops. <laughs> couple two tray hops. <laughs> Ooh, a couple two trays. Oh, man. All right. Well, we ended the season. Season's over. 20, we're, uh, 2020 is over. We're, we're looking back. Did anybody win? <laughs> no. Kid hung 180 <laughs> points on me in my championship. I dropped, yeah, you played Kamara, didn't I you? I dropped 140 and uh, wasn't enough. Kamara, Devontae Adams, you name it, he smoked me. It wasn't even close. Yeah, uh, we won one podcast league. That was the one league out of all leagues that didn't pay. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, good for us. But I came in second and two, um, which is the first loser. It, it, it just hurts. It means nothing. In my in my personal I opinion, mean, I came in second place. It's like, okay, so you get to the championship. So you were so close, <laughs> but you, you couldn't win. do it. But you didn't have Stefan Diggs. No. Yeah, he was, um, oh, yeah, Mango had Stefan Diggs. Well, so yeah. they came out with Mango's went off. Yeah. <laughs> 170. All, I mean. All of his teams. I was hurt. I had some guys got hurt during the games, but right. I still lost by 50 points. I, I don't think I could have beat him anyway. So That was one of the top scores throughout the entire year. For in, in Dynasty, one seventy is. Yeah. Oh, in Dynasty, it's got to be. We have I mean, score ninety like on a one thirty is, is right. a good week in Dynasty. Right. One seventy, I don't know how you beat that, especially in playoffs. Yeah, I mean, deservingly so. I mean, the guy you, you talk about that that uh, that heartbreak that happened in uh, the first week of playoffs when it was one fifty six to like one fifty five when uh, he beat out Jeff that that Monday night game with oh. Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb going off. It's like when your team is just rolling and you have the momentum. You keep it rolling, it, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Some people don't think it applies to fantasy, but it, it does. Oh, it totally <laughs> does. And everything that we do when we stare at the app and the same roster over and over again and talk into it, it, it all helps. Oh. You just baby the phone when you're, you know. Exactly. Take, take it easy, it. baby. Take it easy. You're going to okay. give me a good lineup right now. It's I not even me. I just let the phone tell me what to do. I don't know who was talking about Pelvin Kamara, but it was aggressive. Six yeah. touchdowns in in the yeah. uh, in like the, in you the can, championship. You have very good running backs who don't score six touchdowns on a season, and he scored well, it in one game and it happened he, in the championship. He week. he outscored Zeke in a week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he well he did score outscore Mark Ingram that whole week. Oh, well, you mean he, well, yeah, yeah, yeah outscored him in the first drive. <laughs> but um, I mean, it was good that Kamar played. I think Friday night. So. If you were playing against him, you knew early you were gonna lose. I was with yeah. my my wife's sister's boyfriend, and he was like, "All right, I'm in the finals. I'm, I'm good. This guy's got Kamara and um, Kirk Cousins." I'm like, "Oh no, Kamara, we might have two touchdowns." But he's like, after every touchdown, he's like, "All right, what can I do to to win?" After the sixth one, he's like, "I didn't see him for like two hours." <laughs> and I mean, it's gonna be the worst thing at a family party. Is like, 
I want to hang myself right now. <laughs> yeah. Because I have no chance of coming back. Oh, I flipped the game on. I was watching with the girl. And then I'm just like, I turned it off at halftime. I was like, this is, I'm done. I'm done. What's he going to do? Score three more? <laughs> yup. Score three more. It was just disheartening to watch. And I'm like, like you said, at least I knew early. So I didn't really like put too much stock in the, in the whole weekend's yeah. worth of like, you know, keeping my hopes up. But then, you know, my, I'm like, I started to creep back. I had a couple 20 point games. I'm like, everybody scores 20. I'm right in it. And then by the end of it, I needed my kicker to drop an 80 burger. So. <laughs> I mean, it was doable. So there was, I've seen pictures of people like, oh, I'd be the Kamara guy. No, I was, I had Alvin Kamara. I wasn't going for the championship or anything like that, it but I still ended sick. up losing that week because the other kid ended up putting up like 200 points. I was like, what, Jesus. you know, what, what do I need to do here? <laughs> I got a guy going through six touchdowns. Yeah. So next year, lessons learned. Always draft the guy who's going to get six point, six touchdowns every week. Yeah. Right. I mean, find that guy. Or find two of them. Yeah. Find two of them. Yeah. Find Did you not ID the player who's capable of scoring six touchdowns? That's <laughs> stupid of you. Do that next year. <laughs> Work on your algorithm and get back to us. Like, I knew he was going to do it. That's why I traded him to Jeff. I wanted Jeff to win the championship. <laughs> Uh, he didn't. He did he not. Did he did not. No. And I actually uh, didn't want Jeff to win. So it worked out nicely. He wouldn't have even made it past the second round, too. His second round score was low. And he had Alvin Kamara in, De- in his Kamara. super team. Oh, he's screwed in Dynasty. Anyway. All right. Let's get into the podcast. So uh, we're going to look back at a couple things. But uh, oh, tell most, the most people in- who we are. Yeah, I was going to say one. <laughs> <laughs> most importantly, are we Bane from Batman? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what top shelf fantasy? <laughs> Go so, for it. Podcast 129, January 4th, 2021. Uh, <laughs> 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 Do not There's spit the king. expensive equipment over Don't here. Don't spit the king. I don't know why. Uh, I don't know like, when Bane become, became like a southern <laughs> New Orleans like captain of Howdy. some shrimping <laughs> vessel. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> It's it's my nickname next year. Some shrimping vessel. Gumbo Bane. <laughs> Gumbo Bane. Maybe. Gumbo Shrimp Bane. Uh, Bayou Bane. Let's go. TopshelfFantasy.com. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. TopshelfFNTSY. It has happened. Adam Gase. Get the fucking axe. About time. Where's your celebration music? I don't have any. Which. I mean, it's good to see him go. I don't know. I mean, this, this is awesome. Like, everybody is very He's anticlimactic, happy. I guess. I didn't even think about uh, music. Yeah. Ownership's happy. The players are happy. We're happy. That's really all that I mean, matters. it sucked that it happened, you know, the last week of the season. We've had three coaches or four coaches before him get fired. Um, even during the season, if if he loses week four, he's fired. Right. Like, yeah, nah, nah. He's fine. And he's cutting out guys who, for all intents and purposes could have been good for the jets going forward. Like the problem is Gase. You're letting him fire coaches to defer the responsibility for the team. And you may have lost good talent along the way in, in letting him do that. So who knows what the jets are going to do? Who knows who they're going to bring in? Who knows who they're going to draft? I mean, if the Jags are smart, the Jags are going Trevor Lawrence. So he's not there for the jets. Now. I mean, maybe Gase gets fired and tries to latch on and take uh well, our next point, Doug Marone, no longer, a J- uh, Jag head coach, and maybe he tries to land there and grab Lawrence. I don't think Adam Gates is getting another head coaching gig. I don't think he should ever again. <laughs> no. I don't think. I, I think he's he's being rumored as an offensive coordinator in college. He's being rumored as a position coach. That's pretty much what his life is going to be like going forward. Yeah, I mean, I, he'll have to do it for five, ten years, and then maybe you know he comes back around. But good luck. Game over. <laughs> I thought that was like someone burping. <laughs> <laughs>
Game. <laughs> Adam Gase's game is what over. I, I have no what celebration I imagine, music. What I imagine so I'm trying to do this on the uh, on the fly here. What I imagined is him coming off the plane and all the Jets fans yelling, "You suck!" Like the Kurt Angle song is coming you down. You suck! The- <laughs> you suck! You suck! Yeah, I have a lot of ideas <laughs> that I need to write down. I'll f- probably forget about them. But I mean, you you got to find a guy who is capable of coaching a quarterback because they're going to have to draft one and develop one if they're not going to stick with Sam Darnold. So I, right. it, it'll be interesting to see who's available out there. We talked about it earlier today in our in our group chat, and it's like Eric Bieniemy, and that's it for an offensive mind. I mean, well, I mean, Lynn, Anthony Lynn is now out there. Yeah, you could go grab him, but I, I don't know. I mean, there's a few it's, other guys. It's like, a so... very, it's a very more. It's a, it's like the tight end landscape. It's of the head coaching landscape. It's it's very morbid. It's very it's very bare. It's, it's dog shit. It's, I mean, it's we're, a... talking, we're talking Adam Gase here. I mean, the guy sucks. I heard Chip the Jets Kelly sucks. today. Oh, oh no, oh no. After remember the uh, the Eagles dynasty Super Bowl Vince you Young know, greatest team on turf. Week whatever. one so, was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest ones, the biggest ones for offensive coordinator Brian Dable. Who's the offensive coordinator for Buffalo? Outside of obviously Bieniemy, which I don't see him leaving Josh Allen in his development. Unless I, he gets well, he's going to he's going to go, go for the a, Jets for a head coaching gig. No, it's probably not going to be the Jets. But the two most uh, the two best jobs out right now are the Jags and the Chargers. Mm. Um, so there's those, and then there's defensive coordinators out there that you know we don't need to continue into going into them. Another name is the Tennessee offensive coordinator Arthur Smith. Um, who brought? Who pretty much did resurrect uh, the Derek offensive Henry. coordinator? Yes. Yeah, Derrick Henry. Yeah, Derrick Henry. He resurrected resurrected Derrick Henry. Right. Unless he's going to draft another one of those. Oh, I thought Derrick Henry was the offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, I mean, he can in the head coach and probably the defense as well. And we have heard Urban Meyer. Urban to Meyer. The Jags. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened with him? Just like real quick, did he actually get fired, or is are they just like his his annual? He he come retired to the NFL last season. Oh, Urban Meyer. Okay. Well, he's a few things. A few things happened with Urban Meyer when he was the. uh, He got like one year, maybe not even finished preseason with USC, and was let go because of some scandal. It was either some sexual assault thing, or and I don't want to put. He leaked COVID. He he, bastard. I I don't want. I don't want to make up something um, bad about the guy, but I do know that there was a few different instances, especially over at Ohio State. He was was let go. That he was let go, like you know, cheating, things like that. Um, And then he's kind of really just kind of wandering around for the last like three or four years. I just looked it up. He set his number at twelve million dollars. That's what he wants per year to coach in the NFL. I mean. And that's what John, John Gruden's getting. What ten mil? Ten, ten mil for ten years. So that's Sean Payton gets twelve. They said um, they were actually they were trying to figure out today, and, and uh, one of the reporters ended up coming up with the number. They said that Bill Belichick actually makes twenty plus mil a year. Holy well, shit. he's also the GM and everything too. Right. So I mean, right. I'm he sure he's good at what he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, also, Meyer spun his reason for leaving um, coaching as a as a health concern. He's dealt with headaches. For years due to some cyst on his brain well that sounds legitimate good for him you know but also there's it's a very long article yeah but there appears to be so, many I other mean, reasons i mean so basically right. just real quick urban meyer's a name that's been thrown out there so so far what we know is jets jags chargers all need new head coaches and if i'm him i want to go to the chargers like maybe he didn't know the chargers were on the table because i don't want to mm-hmm. go to the jags if I'm Anthony Lynn, I'd walk in and I'd talk to the owner and be like, you need to fire your fucking GM because you're making a mistake. Any head coach they bring that the Chargers bring in is only going to make them worse. Yeah. I don't think that there's some miracle head coach out there. I don't know. I don't know head coach history. But 
Anthony Lynn, I thought, did a pretty decent job. I mean, they finished, thought, what, I seven and so nine? Too. They won th- three straight to end the season? To end the year. Um, and they the, had like a bunch of one-point games I mean, they the, lost. Re- realistically, it didn't take till week three when they said that they knew Herbert was going to be the quarterback. Like, it took time for them. Like, those first couple games that they lost, like, they had Tyrod Taylor playing. Or, you know, he had just punctured his lung right before the game started. Mm-hmm. Actually, so, I mean, what do you want the a rookie quarterback to do without their starting running back? Right. Like, and then the backup running back also got hurt. Right. You're not going to make playoffs with that team. Right. And the defense got all hurt. Again, they traded away their top back. So, yeah, I don't know. I wish Lynn was still there. but I think, I think Anthony Lynn will be a head coach at some point again. Yeah, it's a sexy job though. I would love to have that um, reins on that charges offense. Absolutely, we will yes. apply as as, as, a, as, a, as a collective four. We will come in as first name top, middle name shelf, last name fantasy, and they'll hire us. Yeah, it's like more of like a health insurance gig for me. So it really, they don't have to pay us at all. <laughs> you <laughs> just need the health, but insurance. my entire insurance. <laughs> Sick and tired of paying my ten ninety nine or whatever. Ten ninety. Yeah, my single payer is brutal. Um, all right, so that's the that's the head coaching carousel as we know it now. I just did something to the die. Ah, there it is. Um, all right, so a couple player things. Derek Henry broke two thousand yards, and we were talking about that Ooh. for the last like three weeks. Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it? You know, what's he got to do to do it? And it seemed like a tall order, but he did it because he's fucking two hundred Derek Henry twenty seven yards week seventeen. Yeah. Love it, monster, and like. I mean, the whole season was just a, a tour de force of, of Derrick Henry running people over, and it doesn't appear to be any end in sight. I mean, people people know he's going to run it down your throat. He runs it down your throat anyways. It doesn't matter. Can't right. stop him. Awesome. Awesome to watch. Fun to watch. He deserved it. He makes sure. running the football exciting and fun. Yes. Oh, I, I, it's, it's an underappreciated craft, I think, that Derrick Henry is doing in the NFL where he is your typical, like, 80s, you know, 70s, 80s running back where it's, there's not much finesse. It's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna run at you, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. you can't stop me. He, so. he reminds you of the guys like Larry Johnson and like Jim Jerome Brown. Bettis. Jim, yeah, Jim Brown. Like all these guys that just said, "Bring it." Mike Allstar was a fullback. Really, Mike Allstar. Yeah, that was like he just said, "Dude, I'm coming through you. I'm not going around you. I'm not gonna run past you." And this even, is the guy. Even though Derek like, Henry can run past you, he's not on the field on third downs or when they're down by like twenty. And so, I mean, his snap percentage is not as high as, as a Kamara or a CMC or a Barkley, and he still is able to do this. Yeah, two Monster. years in a row to lead the league in rushing yards. Monster. And people people coming out of college said, "I don't know, I don't, I'm not really sure about him." Like some some of these coaches, man, they drive me up a wall. Well, I mean, in their fairness, Derrick Henry's career was looking like a bust until what Demarco the, got the last get like, out of there. Well, no, I mean, and he didn't become a, a thing until what, like the the last quarter of the 2018 season. His second year, it's when they switched and started giving them the, him the ball more than Deion Lewis. I mean, yeah. it probably helps to actually yeah. have a quarterback, you know, that oh, can throw the ball. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that now, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mar- Mariota sucks. Uh, Justin Jefferson, as a rookie, broke uh, Anquan Bolden's record for most receiving yards as a rookie, and it's. Worthy to note because it was about fourteen hundred yards. I don't know what, what did he end up finishing overall. It was wide receiver six or something like that. Wide receiver six on, yeah, on the year for a get half PPR. Yeah, so I mean massive feat. And those of us in dynasty leagues, I think everybody liked Jefferson, but I don't know anybody expected this from Jefferson. Fourteen hundred yards, no. exactly. I thought he was like an interesting prospect. I didn't have him 
pegged for this. Like that, yeah. nothing new. Yeah. I, mean, I if I was gonna see this line, I had Judy, CD, uh, even Henry Ruggs. I would have thrown in that conversation. Then Jefferson was the guy. And if you really, if you really want to pinpoint it too, you take Jerry Judy, put him in Justin Jefferson's situation, getting passes from Kirk Cousins, CD Lamb catching catching passes from Kirk Cousins. I don't think that they would have been able to have the same success that Justin Jefferson did. I think right. that's the talent around yeah. what his because because you you look at Dak. CD, that's a better pairing than Jefferson and Cousins. Right. But Jefferson ended up being the better guy at the end of the yeah, year. I mean, Jefferson and Thielen together on the same team is a perfect recipe, I think, for that team. I mean, they both uh, two top ten receivers. Yep. Yeah. Good, I, I feel like this is going to be point. a trap for 2021. But I hope no, not. No, no. <laughs> um, it's a trap. And, Last minute ad. I guess we scratched the Mike Evans thing. He yeah, it's an injury. There, there's injuries all over. Well, he's day to day now, so I suppose. Uh, well, Josh Jacobs uh, pulled his best Grand Theft Auto uh, impersonation and uh, got a DUI crashing in the airport tunnel. Yes. It's just like a straight, like, savage move. You get wasted on the team plane directly after the season ends, come back to Vegas. Say, all right, I'm going out. This is going to get this good. Casino real now, quick. Now, what I need to <laughs> I know got, is... I I've made up this entire story, but that's what I think happened. Was it a square no, tunnel, or true. was it one of those like circular tunnels? Like, Did he go in thinking, oh, I like, if that. I go fast enough, I could... <laughs> <laughs> Trying to rip a loop-de-loop. <laughs> yeah, rip a loop-de-loop. I did this in Mario Kart last night. Let's see if it's like in real <laughs> well, life. Well, that's I what did 10 beers. He was hanging out with Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I was just as drunk last night, so I figured he was he with, apply. He was with Will Smith. They were in the Men in Black car. <laughs> that's I mean, If that is the <laughs> circumstance that surrounds this, I'm fully on board. I wouldn't support a DUI any other way, but if you have Will Smith in the Men in Black car, you do what you got to do. But yeah, so that's yeah. He did leave the plane, got in his car, and didn't even make it past the the gate. So the it's it's like it's not funny, but he's okay, and nobody got hurt, so it right. kind of is. But yeah, this is what it's important for fantasy is that when you go to draft him next year, he's probably missing two games. Yep, could be. I mean, it could, it could be even be more than that. It could be the Raiders even looking at him and saying, "We're not going to take this shit." And if they let another running back open up the door, I mean, you oh, could. I, I mean, Josh Jacobs came off a pretty underwhelming season, I think. Well, RB eight. Um, I wouldn't. He finished strong. I mean, I he finished strong. Sure, I but. wouldn't. See, here's the deal, right? So they've actually had high praise on Josh Jacobs since he entered the door. Like he's been quiet. He's they 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 have uh, and John Gruden Josh has, Jacobs. Has, I was going to say, oh, Craig's well, defending Josh. Well, Jacobs. he's you know he's on his dynasty when you team. Will, well, here's the deal. Like if you're playing fantasy and you're all guilty of it, if they're on your dynasty team, you're looking into their life, what they eat for breakfast, and everything in between. Yeah. What? So egos. Right. So Josh Jacobs has been talked up by John Gruden for, for years. Um, well, it's obviously Wheaties. <laughs> Check the shopping receipt. For breakfast, I think he might have had like 17 mimosas. <laughs> A little liquid. So, no, he was planning on having the mimosas <coughs> once it hit 12 midnight. <laughs> well... I mean, and we'll we'll see what the impact ends up being uh, as we had in 2021. All right, so we're gonna do a look back real quick, and uh, we did this. I don't even know week eight, yep. something like that. This is midseason. We were giving out some midseason awards to players, and and we'll run through them real quick. Uh, but our end of season uh, awards or whatever, we uh, we ended up keeping Alvin Kamara as the MVP. I mean, six touchdowns in, in week 16. Yeah, he helped teams win. I don't know how you can give it to anybody else. Right. RB1 in the season. Yeah, 100%. Nearly 2K. It was just under... 
This is Alvin Kamara. So, oh, Derek so, Henry 2K. So this is... I should never mention 2K in this room. He... In it, it, what's funny with Alvin Kamara is he still hasn't rushed for over a thousand yards. No, so but rush for sixteen touchdowns doesn't have to. No, sixteen touch. Yeah, and it that's what he to. missed last year. Was I mean, six of those came in the last week. But <laughs> but yeah, he outscored Derrick Henry by thirteen fantasy points on the year, and he missed a game. Yep, and he did. Uh, runner up, he, he did we like had, four oh. games worth of of work in that last week. That's mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's, this is true. Yeah, it's he a missed bit one, inflated. but he got he got work in that last week. Um, our runner-up, Josh Allen. I mean, we we have him here because we were high on Josh Allen. He was a late, late, late round pick. He ended up as what uh, quarterback QB1. one as QB one. I got him in the fourteenth round in one league, and that's such nuts. an advantage. That's why you wait on quarterback. Yeah, this I mean, is why you wait on quarterback. We had him as like a top six or seven guy when you know Yahoo had him as two, but um. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's what joke. they say. Today. Yahoo's <laughs> so smart. I mean, they had Lamar Jackson. You know, oh, they pegged, ranked yeah, right where he was pegged gonna... at sixteen, right? Yeah, just to be very clear, it's all tongue in cheek. Yahoo, you cheating sons of guns, yeah. updating oh, their rankings, but, scrubbing but if you want to hire us, please. Yeah. Um, but I mean, Josh Allen, uh, another guy like Kamara, when the playoffs started, thirty-seven points, thirty-two points, twenty points. Like he helps you win if you had him. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he allowed you to probably have Alvin Kamara and Josh Allen to have some of these other breakouts, Dave Montgomery and him. So whatever. Um, I think the the waiver pickup of the year we we kept with James Robinson. Uh, I think we all consensusly agreed that James Robinson was on no one's radar um, probably until the last day before the season even started when what's his what's his name Armstead went on COVID list. And, and then Ozigbo went down. You know, Zigbo right. went down, and then James Robinson took it and ran with it. I mean, he finished a little bit slow, but still, to have that run, and he finishes what RB eight, RB seven or eight, yeah, seven. Um, to have that in the free agent pool, a top ten running back that right was an undrafted rookie, thousand yards. So every team passed him, but the Jags too. So the, that makes it even. Better, I think. Yeah, and you, you want to, I'd need to pull some data to see for sure, but he has to have one of the highest rookie undrafted free agent seasons, like that. Of all that time. or wasn't Alfred? M- yeah, he was undrafted. Morrison well. So that is very close. Yeah, it, like I'd have to see what his stats look like that year, but like these, this is this is not once in a lifetime, but it's it's rare that your UDFAs do this, and he absolutely deserves waiver pickup of the year. And if you were Craig, I know you picked him up in a couple of leagues, like. If you went out and spend a big chunk of your fab, it shows that you can spend big chunks of it early and be correct in doing so. Mm-hmm. I actually didn't get him. I, the only the only league I did was Dynasty because when we had everything go on, Fournette got traded and, and then all the Jags running backs got cleaned mm-hmm. out that week. And I was like, ah, I'll just honestly just toss a bucket. James Robinson. Vampire League. Yep. And Vampire. yeah, we got him in yeah. Vampire, yeah. And it, and it still paid off. so salty about that, but uh, that vampire league like not making the yeah. playoffs, even though we we had a great run, we had a great run, you had a great uh, life, fucking empty, you had a good life. Uh, Just, Mike. Justin Herbert comes as our runner up. Um, again, I mean, you know, one quarterback leagues, quarterbacks aren't a huge emphasis, but here's a guy who was undrafted, finished his QB nine nine. I mean, that's massive when you're talking, okay, you may have drafted Dak or, or uh, you know, I'm trying to think of a, a handful of others, whatever, Matt Ryan, whoever. Yeah, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, if, you, if you're the guy who took a flyer on him for some reason. Big Ben was right. high up there. You can instantly correct that decision week four when or three or whenever Herbert came in. Like, 
and then he he righted the ship for your team. He went out every single week and put up numbers yeah, that were that were startable. He missed one game too, and between like quarterback five and nine are pretty close. So he could be up to like quarterback six or five. But yeah, yeah fantastic season. Thank God for Tyrod getting shot in the heart again. Yeah, and <laughs> it, it speaks too to uh, Herbert probably being. Well, I think well, I think Barrow is probably still the best quarterback that came out of this draft. But Herbert could be your number two when you know. Right, all said and done. in rankings next year, it's going to be interesting to see where Burrow and Herbert go. Yeah, it's actually nice. Uh, it's a little fresh change of pace. Of five years ago, we were not getting many quarterbacks coming out and sticking. But this year, we have Barrow and Herbert. Well, you know, jury's still out on Tua and Hurts. But then last year, you know, you had uh, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Uh, last year was Murray, I believe, right? And then yeah. Kyler was, it. yeah, yeah, Kyler. And then this upcoming season, we have Trevor, you know, um, yeah, but Justin Fields. Fields the, so. the years before that, Darnold, Darnold Rosen, um, Josh Allen hit, Mitch but, Trubisky, yeah, yeah Josh Watson Allen hit. Though. Though. Yeah. So there's actually going to be quite a few Mahomes. quarterbacks that are going to stick around in this league, and, and Herbert's definitely one of them. Yeah. I think he has a lot of room for growth too, but who knows what's going to happen now? That he if it's, have if it's Adam Gase, forget about it. Oh, if you so see Adam, off, mm-hmm. off and I think we're board. doing as a rule of thumb: if Adam Gase lands anywhere in the NFL, we're just not buying any of those players. So, two, 2021 resolution is draft no players tied to Adam Gase. Yeah. I don't care if he's the the towel boy for a team. I'm not touching that team. towel boy for the Kansas City Chiefs. He'll still figure out a way to tank that team. Yeah, don't draft Mahomes, no Kelsey, no Tyreek, nothing. Imagine, he'll screw it up. Imagine they suck too. They just destroy Kelsey's career. He'll he'll give Andy Reid COPD if he doesn't already have it. Oh no. <laughs> Quick COPD reference. Shout um, out daytime television. Uh bounce back player, we have Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. I mean mid year we had these two flip flopped. We had Adam Thielen as the winner. What Stefan Diggs did. I mean, this year, wide receiver three or four or five. I, three. I don't have him right off the top of my head what he finished as, but going from where he was with Kirk Cousins to where he is with Josh Allen speaks volumes about who Stephon Diggs is as a player um, and just how – it just, re- I think, reassures the fantasy community that Stephon Diggs is a good player with the right quarterback. He's an elite, elite top-end wide receiver. And and I'm I'm glad we saw it from him because I was starting to lose faith in him as a player. Um, I mean, it was great to see Adam Thielen bounce back. I mean, he had a pretty shitty year in, in 2019. I don't know. If we see that again with Justin Jefferson. I think we're seeing Stephon Diggs cement himself as a top eight pick yep. at wide receiver next year. They give a lot for him too, and it all panned out. He led the league in receptions, targets, and yards. Huge. All three categories. That's freaking massive. And he was benched in the second half two weeks ago because they were destroying the team yeah and if you take his eight touchdowns and even just bump that up to like 10 or 12 yeah he's probably one or two yeah he's even higher so he's got room to grow which is i mean Devontae adams isn't gonna have 18 touchdowns every year tyreek had 15 yeah so yeah i mean i just i love Diggs, and i'm i mean i wasn't high in him going to buffalo i think i I said he's probably a mid wide receiver two did not see this coming yeah, we all had him in the low twenties, and, and I bet I bet Yahoo saw this coming. Oh, yeah, uh, Yahoo, did. Did. Yahoo and Sleeper saw Yahoo, them. the geniuses over there. Those guys, they don't miss freaking shysters. You ever notice that every single week they hit your projection dead on too for your points scored? 
It's crazy. It's so weird. It's like the, it's like like coming down to the the wire in the fourth quarter. I look and the projections like right spot Dude, on. I'm like I should just look at. It. That's why I look at the projections every week. Yep, they're accurate as shit. <laughs> Idiot. Honestly, we'd probably be wicked bad with projections. Oh, so yeah. I can't well, say about that. I mean, it it does make sense, but then usually once the game ends, it the the projection should reflect what it was before the game right. even started. Oh, they don't want you to know that. Yeah. Right. Because they've never been right, but all right, I digress. Yeah, I mean, we're we'll, we we we'll do a whole we'll other co- podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll do a whole another <laughs> podcast about that. Uh, our breakout: uh, we had DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley in midseason, and now we're, we're giving the winner to to Calvin Ridley with a with a strong finish, and DK Metcalf as the runner up. I mean, these are two guys that are going to be top fifteen wide receivers easily. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think 15. they're top top ten now because I think they're. Ridley was probably a like what is her eighteen ADP Metcalf was probably around there or even in the twenties. These guys finished what is her three and seven, so mm-hmm. that's a massive leap. And then they cemented themselves as a top ten, I think, for next year. And this too, like Calvin Ridley had to deal with a new offensive coordinator, uh, like their their new head coach. Like Raheem Morris was the defensive coordinator, and he ended up getting promoted to be the head coach. So Ridley had uh, a change there. Um, you know, Julio Jones was in and out all season, so he had to switch roles, um, you know, going there. double team like crazy. <laughs> and he was getting double teamed. Then Matt Ryan struggled for a long part in the, the later half of the year. And so there was just a lot of struggle that really had to get to, and he still ended up finishing where he did. So it, 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 it speaks volumes of what his actual talent is. I, I hope it. I hope that keeps up because he's a promising player. I hope the Falcons land one of the, the premier quarterbacks oh, uh, in this coming draft. Uh, Quinn Quinn got fired too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah that was like we didn't cover that. So the, yeah, those yeah. ones were like week six, something oh, like that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's a nice team to go to if they can get a running yeah. back in and the you, system. And you've got um, you got Matty Ice under contract for one more year before you have an out for the team before you have to pay him like twenty three million a year. So Matt Schaub retired. And Matt Schaub retired. Oh, Matt so Schaub I need the backup. So he he made ninety three million dollars in his career. Like. Good for you. He won me my 04 championship. Like he's, he's been, been for around for ever. so long. The funny, the honestly, the funniest thing is, is we've talked about Matt Schaub so much today, like here within the last like two hours, but even in group chats earlier. And I saw when I saw the actual uh, notification earlier today, I go, "How the? I thought Matt Schaub retired like 12 oh, no. years ago. Yeah, like when Andre Johnson he is, retired. He's the greatest, the, the greatest job a backup quarterback that doesn't have to play because Matt Ryan does not get hurt. Knock yeah. on wood. Yeah. But he, he's a de- yeah. decently paid backup quarterback for the Falcons. Matt Ryan's going to get stabbed in the chest. He's going to yeah. long now. Hey, Tyra Doctor, here you go. <laughs> um, our, our busts, we uh, two completely new players is the is the midseason. Midseason, we have Lamar and Kenny Drake. Who both turned it around. Who both turned it around. Um, Le- I mean, Lamar especially. I mean, he, he looks good. Yeah, well, I mean, he ended up with over a thousand rushing yards again, so that was that was good. Jesus. Um, but we're giving the bust award to Mister Zeke in MT, and I, just real quick on Zeke, I know that like he was a little banged up or whatever. The offense got banged up. We saw Tony Pollard coming in and excel. So I mean, it, just like with Carson Wentz and Jalen Hurts, it's like. Yeah, sometimes just a different player can have better results, and that's what we saw there. And Zeke being this elite talent, the number two, number three pick in a lot of fantasy drafts, this isn't what you wanted. So, yeah, so the deal is this, right? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, top three pick, that's what you know you had already 
alluded to, he played 15 games. Like you would think that he, with the way he finished, 979 rushing yards, 338 receiving yards, and eight touchdowns combined, which is not good for Zeke at all. He finished under 200 fantasy points, over 130 away from the RB1. I was going to say, so he was drafted before Derrick Henry, and Derrick Henry doubled his output. Nearly. <laughs> like So, so uh, that's, that's why he's the boss. Like, he played 15 games. If he played 15 games, he was in your starting lineup 15 times. Yeah. Yeah. And Unless you took our advice and sat him. <laughs> I was <laughs> yep. just going to say. We sat him a couple times, too. I think we got a lot of people who were like, what? Yeah. Why? So, so obviously, this boss can't go to CMC because he didn't play that much. He can't go to Saquon because he didn't play the entire year. You can't go to guys that didn't play. Zeke played all but two games and and left you disappointed. Yeah, exactly. And our runner-up was empty, who once he got back on the field, sucked. Sucked. Yeah, yeah. and I think I think the reason we put MT as the runner-up in, in the bus category, even though he didn't play much, was because it was like, he's coming, he's coming, he's coming, he came, he and sucked, the- he got hurt, he's coming, he's <laughs> he coming. punched a guy he in the face. Our, I, yeah, like it was just one thing after another with him. Um, I want to jump over to the rookies of the year because screw the busts. Uh, Justin Jefferson. So we already kind of talked about him. Freak, right? Yeah. Um, fourteen hundred yards. Well, I, I don't even first say the midseason people, and then oh yeah, kind of, so, yeah, yeah. So our midseason uh, rookies were just uh, James Robinson and, and Justin Herbert. We kind of switched on them just because of what uh, Justin Jefferson did towards the end of the year. James Robinson kind of faded out, figured Justin Herbert in a one-quarterback league didn't mean all that much, and Jonathan Taylor, as a rookie, absolutely destroyed it. So the 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 winner and runner-up, the winner is Justin Jefferson, the runner-up, Jonathan Taylor. Um, I know we talked about Justin Jefferson quite a bit, so let's change the conversation. Where would you feel comfortable taking Justin Jefferson next year? He's going in the second round. Yeah, He's going in the second. I take him as a top ten wide receiver, which is you know second round, back into the second round, maybe. Maybe I, I think you have to. Yeah, after this season, I think fourteen hundred yards. I mean, you could make the case to put him higher. And most people go, "Oh, that's his rookie year. Jeez, what can he do when he's learned something?" Yeah, right. I mean, you do say that you know sophomore slump, you know whatever regression might happen, but he's coming back with a very intact offensive unit in, in Minnesota. So I'm gonna roll with him. You have guys like Julio who might get bit bounce lower in Jefferson taking that early second round spot from him. Um, yep. I, I'm not sure if he passes MT yet. Yeah, I don't think um, so. I, I wouldn't do it, but I would take him probably mid-second. But there are guys that were formerly like locks to be up there that this the next year won't be. Like Odell is not in that conversation right now. Like no. Justin Jefferson's ahead of Odell all day long. Jarvis Landry is ahead of Jarvis Landry easily. Like I'm just going through teams DJ in my Moore, head. Evans, Chris Godwin. Yeah. Both. Yeah. So, I'm thinking I mean, like, Jefferson ahead of all of them. Yeah. I mean, Chris so, Godwin was being talked about as a lock at wide receiver one this year. Yep. Yeah. And it, it, it Justin Jefferson definitely surpassed him. Yep. See, is he top seven? Like he finished? Top eight? Yeah. I mean, I'd put him right around there. I think he's done it. He, he has not shown me anything to dissuade me from my belief in that. Like, my belief that he can consistently. Uh, pr- put up those numbers like nothing in his game says that he can't do it he's not like he's doing something freakish every single play he's just a really good athlete and gets open and runs good routes like that's not going to change just because another year passes he didn't hurdle seven people and happily like happen to score you know five touchdowns and and run for 1400 yards like this was just a skill-based production that simple 
Yeah. I mean, I think I'm going to have him right around in that area. I mean, when the, the final rake, ranks shake out, I will definitely have him graded out as a wide receiver one. Like, yeah. I mean, and that's that's he's definitely a, a top 12. And then we'll probably have arguments about top 10, top 8. Where does he go? What conversation is he in? But, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm probably taking him before a guy like Julio. I'm, I think you know. he slides into that, like, Allen Robinson territory. Like, yeah, he, those are the two that I'll probably be jockeying with, depending on what Allen Robinson ends up doing. If he leaves Chicago, stays, whatever. But well, so this year goes to play with Cam Newton. Based on final rankings, there's actually three tiers that are pretty evident. Top tier ends at Stephon Diggs at 265 points and up. Then it goes 236 to 230, which was DK Metcalf. Justin Jefferson finished also at 230. So that 236 to 230 is the second tier gap. After that, it goes 215 to 211. So the, he's in a gap. Like there's a big gap at the you know in that area, and he realistically is that mid wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one at least. Yeah, for sure. And then Jonathan Taylor. Choo-choo. Yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor was was fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean, I think we, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. His draft stock was held down by the presence of Marlon Mack. Right. Marlon Mack is not going to be there next year. Mm-hmm. I don't think. If he is, I think it's a mistake. No, yeah, he's gone. I mean, there's, Hines, there's Hines no, was great. There's no why, point to keep him there. Why spend $1 on Marlon Mack that you don't have to when you have Hines, you have JT? I mean, you can get Wilkins, and too, for one more year. So, I was like, yeah, and you let Jonathan Taylor run behind that offensive line and just absolutely dominate. I mean, he looks good in space. He looks good following his blocks. We, he caught the ball every time, almost every time it was thrown to him. I think he had he didn't catch three of his freaking targets, son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. so, Dick. I mean... Um, I mean I know he's kind of started off slow and slower towards the middle of the year, but like we said, he was definitely hurt for the playoffs and for the the uh, team, the Colts. He has helped bring the Colts to the playoffs, just like not by himself. I know Rivers has done great second half of the year. T.Y. Hilton's you know produced, but J.T. even last game he helped them secure a playoff spot just by him. You know the last five weeks of the season. Jonathan Taylor averaged 25 fantasy points. Is that good? It's not that. <laughs> pretty good. I mean, it's like, I wish it was 26. Yeah. But like, you know. I hate our numbers. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it's just once they got through that little injury, whatever hiccup it was in the middle of the year, once he got through that, it was all over. There was no Naheem Hines, Jordan Wilkins talk. All gone. Yep. Um, so we went back through all of our starting sets looked at at the percentage uh the one percentage we did not look at is how we did collectively which we were at about 52 percent. so i'll read through all of these um i want it again two in a row two years in a row 57 percent, which is actually down like eight percent from i think the yeah. previous year like COVID. i think we're all down covid covid curve covid year covid curve well, we ended up we ended up giving a lot of guys who we had as starting sits that ended up sitting because of COVID washes. So th- those probably would have been hints, right? Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, so 100% I, mean, I would have yeah. hit all my washes. <laughs> exactly. So, like, if you factored that in, like, it's probably like 75%. 69. Um, listen, we nice. we pick our starting sits. Go back, go through, challenge them. We're, we're going to challenge Yahoo and ESPN. Probably take some screenshots, put them up there, and go, you motherfucker, what are you doing? Yeah. Um, and again, the biggest thing with this, you, you know, you're at 57%. You're the leader of the pack right now. This is still 57% correct on guys that are fringe 
starts every week. You know, yes. like and then difficult sits. We could go 100 percent if I told you to sit Derrick Henry and uh, and start uh, Pat Mahomes. Like, yeah, uh, no shit. Right. Just go back and look at our starts before you critique them. They're friggin' basically good guys. Basically, what it came down to is we said we need to find a guy that's going to get you 10 fantasy points or more, or 10 fantasy points or less. And we told you more than half the time that that guy was going to get you 10 or more or 10 or less. So that in the end is what well, you're looking for at your flex position each week. And it was it wasn't the obvious. And and I think that's the biggest the biggest takeaway. I mean, sure, there were some weeks where I think I I started JT like 3 weeks in a row because I was like this isn't a fluke. This isn't a fluke. This is Montgomery isn't a fluke. too with me. Shoot, I mean, <laughs> it's same with Montgomery. It's not a fluke. It's not a fluke. I, I, I think it just I think it just goes to show but Corey and I both sat Zeke multiple times different weeks. Like yep. it just goes to show that we're actually looking at things i mean i think i sat every single running back and every single tight end that played the colts and that included mark andrews that included tj Hawkinson, that included big name players against good defenses that didn't have good matchups we just went through and said it doesn't separate the name from the points from what was going to happen in 50 percent of the time if we're right they i mean you're not struggling on do i start well you might have struggled on do you start cmc this year but you're not struggling on do I start Derrick Henry or do I start Kamara. Melvin Gordon? Right, right. You, that's not a struggle, but you have a struggle maybe midseason on Melvin Gordon or or uh, uh, David Montgomery. Yep. You might struggle on do I start Jarvis Landry or not, and that's what we were trying to cater to. I mean, we we don't cop out, we don't go back, we don't change anything. Um, and and I think fifty two percent. Yeah, well, exactly. Screw yeah, you. Everything yeah, will be on our site bitches. until the end of time. Look it up. It's all timestamps. the end. And we'll get, you get any issues, we'll send you all the change history. <laughs> and the if, change history. If you come up with a good uh, thing, we'll send you some TSF merch. Yeah. It'll be a sticker. That's, that's all you get is a sticker. <laughs> um, so anyway, 52% as, as a whole, we have some work to do. It's not a great number. It's down from what it was last year. But again, go through, look at the starting sits if, if you don't think it's a good number. I, I think it's just a pat on the back. I think we did good. And uh, I also wear the crown uh, 57%, so you guys got to chase me again. Well, we one more, like one more win. What was yours trophy. last year? It was like it's 65. 65. Yeah. What was mine? We were closer know. at like 64, I think. Damn it. We were very. You and I were very. Yeah, close you guys last were close. Year. Me and Corey were racing for last, like the last couple of weeks, I remember. I finished <laughs> last last year. One, I mean, one more victory for you, Tom. You get to make a rule. Like, that's how it works. So. Oh, yeah. shit. Three wins in a row. Oh, shit. It's like Kings. Through the whole <laughs> yeah. season, you can't, You have to pick a guy that Adam Case is linked to. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Ugh. Ugh. Your first round pick has to be an Adam Gase. Um, all right, Craig, I will let you take the, the next segment since you're the, the well, champion. Well, I don't want to toot who, my own horn. Who, okay, fine. I'll toot it for you. Craig went 12-1 and one on sleepers. So yeah, 92.3%. So yeah. if you're looking for sleeper advice, just go look at Craig's. It's just, so I didn't think it was this. I, like, I knew I was on a hot streak, right? Like, I knew I was doing well. I but, mean, that's the whole season, just FYI. Yeah, the entire year, yeah. So I want. I actually want to look back and see who my miss was. Um, I'm but, so pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Probably like Caitlin Bellage or something like that. Um, but yeah, so 92% of all the sleepers I gave you this year, uh, I was right. Uh, I was right. So listen to Craig. Um, so Not you know, us. It, 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 it's really outlierish too. Like I, I, I Antonio hope... Brown. 
AB Ooh. AB did that to me. Four point six points. Ah, you son of a bitch! It was probably his first week he started. Was that like week nine? Week nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was feeling frisky. I, I love it. it. I knew it. <laughs> I love AB. Um. Anyway, so you know, uh, Corey had fifty-seven percent, which is also. Uh, yeah, normally if Craig doesn't get 90%, 57 is pretty good for sleepers. <laughs> Shout out me. Craig started Colin Johnson as a sleeper. I was week. riding the Colin Johnson, Mike Glennon train. You make me yeah, sick. Yeah, you were, you were the big Glennon guy for a couple weeks. It worked out for a few weeks. Yeah, it did. It's the new David Blau. <laughs> Nobody will ever be a David Blau. No. Didn't David Blau play this year? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. like, I don't even know. Like, it wasn't his, his for kids, Detroit. Like, high school <laughs> no, it was, for it Detroit. was for Detroit. <laughs> he was, the th- was it? Yeah, he was he went, a third yeah. string guy. My bad. Um, okay, well, Craig ran away with sleepers. So, Craig, it's all downhill from here. Yeah, I don't know if I can beat that. Yeah, I don't think you can. Go 100%. Either. Um. All right, we'll get into our bold predictions. We're about 45 minutes. Um. My three, real quick, I had. Uh, Lamb leads Dallas in targets, which actually I honestly don't even know if that's true or not. I'm gonna think it. I think it's false. I would definitely Co- say it's Amari Cooper. Co- yeah, Cooper. Cooper, Cooper definitely led. Um, and I said they'd go over a thousand yards. That also didn't happen. Um, I, I'm I'm good. Uh, I'm good. Thanks. Um, and I also at one point said that uh, he he leads all wide receivers in uh, in TDs, which which also didn't happen either way. Unfortunately, Dak, Lamb. Dak yeah. didn't finish the year, so you couldn't really fit. You, and it's going to well, be the same are, question going into next year. These are bold predictions, and I'm not yeah, I'm not going to try and elaborate on all of these because we're just trying to have fun with them. One this one I actually had to check Baltimore to have four players with a hundred uh, rushing attempts. Did they have three? They had three, yeah. and Mark Ingram was at seventy two. And then I'm like, what did Justice Hill have? Because like if he wasn't injured, maybe he would have had it. Justice Hill only had twelve. So I mean, they really relied heavily on J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edwards, and and uh, Lamar Jackson. So he's gone. Last one, Adam Gase gets fired. Took all seventeen. Took weeks. all seventeen <laughs> weeks, but my bold prediction happened. To be fair, I would say this was a fail of a bold prediction because I <laughs> I really thought this was going to happen in like week two. I thought it was week four uh, yeah. when they said it was going to be. Was when they happen. said yeah. they were going to do it, and I wrote the article about it. Um, but, but instead, anyway. they they cut Lev. <laughs> I mean, they like won a couple games too, and then they were like, hey, "Goodbye, it just cost yeah. us Trevor." Mm-hmm. All right, and my bold predictions. First one, uh, Matt Stafford will produce two wide receiver twos in the season. Unfortunately, Kenny G got hurt, but Marvin Jones just has a wide receiver 17. Um, so it's totally a hit. <laughs> no. Yeah, sure. it's It's a wash. Um, let's see where Galdi ends up next season. Hopefully with Stafford and the Lions, but I'm not sure. Phillip Rivers will be a top 10 quarterback in 2020. That is a miss. Um, I know he finished strong, but he was horrible to begin the what season. What did he finish at? He was, he was like he, 16 or 17. Because at a certain point, it really looked like he was chasing it, like that he was actually going to get there. The first half of the year was really bad. Yeah. And then he was finished strong like from like week eight on, I think. But I think he was like quarterback 19. Qu- quarterback 17. 17. Okay. Yeah, so that's a mess. And Rob Anderson will lead the Panthers receivers in fantasy points in 2020. Miss. Miss. No. That was a miss. Did DJ Moore get it? Oh, I have no idea. I'm just, I'm just, I'm pulling so this out of my ass. <laughs> weeks one through sixteen, where it matters, it's a hit. DJ Moore got it the last week by by a point. You know what's crazy too is like I'm gonna but, say so, this is a hit so, anyway. So, so DJ Moore with wide receiver twenty two. Rob Anderson was 
well, wide receiver 24. Curtis was wide receiver 25. Yeah. That's a, I can't believe Teddy was able to produce three top 25 receivers. I, I know it, it was very spaced out with like, Robbie was consistent throughout the entire season. DJ had big games. Curtis had like three huge games in a row, then kind of disappeared almost. Well, he, well, he had a, a yeah. couple of big games, disappeared, then came back and resurged yep. again. All three of them finished within five fantasy points yeah, of each crazy. other. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, fucking nuts. like we said, is it Robbie or Curtis as right. the second receiver? Right. Ends up being they're all a wide receiver two-ish in it, fantasy. It goes, uh, hey, if they, because there's talk that Matt Rule goes and gets a quarterback. They're not sure if they really do want to continue with Teddy Bridgewater. If they get a pocket passer quarterback, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, seems he's back next year. Ian Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. CMC is back. I'd really just want to see what Teddy can do with With CMC. I agree. I agree. I do like Teddy. I do like that dynamic. I think that that could be something that really does work. Um, Um, All three of those guys won't finish as top 25 guys if CMC is there, though. No. (laughs) No. The odd man out will be Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel somehow got there as a running back. Yeah. Well, Samuel's contract's up, too, so he probably won't even be on the Panthers. And I mean, with with Robbie, it was the touchdowns. Yeah, he had one yeah. week one and then didn't get one till like week twelve. Yeah. I think he finished the two or three on the season. It seemed like he was going for a hundred yards a week and just couldn't find the end zone. So Another guy we got in the Vampire, in the vampire League. league. Yeah. We did. Uh, Dows. Yeah, I've got some uh, bold predictions for you. Joe Burrow will be a quarterback one. I made my bet with Jeff quarterback sixteen, but he was at quarterback sixteen when he went down with the injury. Who knows what what would have happened? Was there a Game clause. Yep, twelve games. So wash. Yep, wash. Which stunk because he was right, literally right on that line at QB sixteen. That's the only reason I remember it because Jeff texted me. He was like, "What a bummer!" Like we, we it wasn't clear either way. He definitely could have. He definitely could have gotten worse. Who knows? But um, you know, we'll look back to him next year and maybe we'll spin something else up. I really thought he was going to be a top uh, top twelve quarterback, but. The next one I definitely missed on the Patriots will produce a wide receiver one, quarterback one, and two running back twos. Uh, Edelman died. It, so. it looked good in the first three weeks, though. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, 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 looked, looked, it looked really good. Um, Edelman, again, he had a career game, then he died. Cam, career game, really never showed up again, got COVID and sucked. James White I, was barely on the field this year, it seemed like. Well, like, I'm, the first three weeks, it was Sony and Burkhead who yeah. were, were actually producing. Yeah, and then Sony, I mean, was hurt for a while. Damian Harris took over, whatever. I mean, the Patriots were just like a dumpster fire this year. A complete mess. Um, then the other one, the Chargers will not produce a top 12 guy at any position. I was so close. It's Herbert. Justin Herbert. And I'm happy to see Justin Herbert do well. Yeah. I didn't think he would be in as early as he was, which I knew was going to hurt him. He subbed in early for Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod Taylor getting stabbed in the heart. So had that not happened, I probably hit this. But Herbert, quarterback nine, uh, no running back was even close. Keenan Allen, Allen was 14. wide receiver 14. Uh, Hunter Henry was tight end 13. He was just outside all of the uh, oh he missed the last two weeks yeah, yeah. call that so broken Loki I think it's a hit because t- you get so technically close. their starting quarterback Tyrod didn't finish as a top twelve guy nailed it nailed it I mean I'll take whatever three out of four or however you want to spin it but it's close all right so mine were I had labeled on this first prediction three teams that all had one wide receiver that you knew about but there was going to be another guy that would show up so I had, I had said that two uh, fantasy wide receivers would be relevant. For each of these teams, Green Bay, New York Jets, and Cincinnati. Cincinnati obviously was Tyler Boyd, and T. Higgins ended up becoming relevant throughout the year. Uh, so that did work. New York Jets, it never panned out. 
Um, Jameson Crowder was relevant, got hurt. Denzel Mims, can't, it, no, it never worked out. Green, <laughs> Green Bay, again, we're going into the offseason. If they don't sign a free agent wide receiver, is it MVS or Alan Lazard? That question never got answered this year that we wanted to get answered. Um, and unfortunately, it's Tunyons. Because it's because it's the Robert Tunyons. Um, so that didn't happen. That one didn't pan out. And then I said every team in the AFC West will have a winning record. That was wrong. Wish I had said that every team in the NFC, what is it, South, had a losing record. Mm-hmm. East, yeah. No, East. NFC East is the losing record. Wish I said that. Uh, and then if you actually go back to the monologue that I made for the Miami Dolphins in our breakout podcast. Can't wait I, to speed that I one. know. <laughs> I, I nearly hit this one, too. Again, I did it Cincinnati in 2019 and then 2020. Um, Miami's offense, I said, you know, they were going to have struggles. They were going to start with Ryan Fitzpatrick, then go to Tua, then talk about maybe going back to Fitzmagic. And then at the end of the year, they were all going to be relevant. Every player, Devontae Parker, Miles Gaskin. I didn't know it was going to be Miles Gaskin, but it turns out everyone on the offense was relevant at a certain point. Um, it wasn't a hundred percent, but I did get most of it. Um, so I'm going to do it again next year. I'm going to pick a team <laughs> and see what's going to happen. I, I mean, have to we're, do it. We're going to come up with three and Craig's going to have like one, but there's going to be like 20 bullet things. A, B, C, and D. So like if he hits one of the Sub, bullets, subsection, then, two. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Smart. I will say, uh, from Miami's perspective, uh, one, I love Fitzmagic. I think they would have made the playoffs had they started him the entire time. Those playmakers, though, Gesicki, Parker, um, they didn't really have another wide receiver show up. I mean, Grant showed up every once in a while. Preston, Preston Williams was hurt. Really hurt. But Gesicki's going to be making a case as being one of the top tight ends. Parker's going to remain to be a wide receiver two, wide receiver three. And then I don't know what they're doing at the running back position, but we talked about this. I love what Brian Flores is doing with that team. So it's good to see them have the success. Um, I don't know. I guess I just wanted to get on a little and uh, on a little well, uh, in, 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 Miami <laughs> has Miami has the third pick overall from from Houston. From from Houston, Houston. So they right. have third, and then they have so, their own. So let, let's be honest. In the beginning of the year, awesome. a, a lot of people were thinking that Miami was going to get three, four wins. They ended up with ten, man. Right. They could they could easily be in a position to take Etienne, uh, Chiba Hubbard um, in the second round. Sermon mm-hmm. looked good, or with Najee their second Harris. pick in the first. They could get right. Jamar Chase too, which you put Jamar oh, Chase oh, oh, in Parker. So Matua, does he? Devonta so Smith, like their third pick, where do they go? Offensive line. So this is would, a good question. I would bet it's going to be on the defensive if, side. To if if Penny Sewell is still there, they're taking them. It, it, who, no, who no, is, who he's, is that? he's the offensive tackle. He's know, like one of the best know, offensive tackle no, prospects. No, no, besides what a series. He's one of the best offensive tackle prospects you've seen in the last five years. Like that's that type of guy. Yeah. Um, he's like named head and head and shoulders above everyone else. But Jamar Chase is actually listed as the number two overall player throughout all of the prospects. Wow. So if they were to actually go that route, Chase and Parker, whew, and Gasicki, that'd be and then. Their second pick, take Etienne. 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 There's so many running backs. I, I would be happy with Etienne. I'd be happy with all the guys are his name. Najee I mean, Harris. I mean, Flores is a defensive coordinator, and he's already got two great corners. Xavier Howard's oh, playing out of his ass. Filthy. Like, what's the point to go ahead? And I understand you need offensive line help, but what's the point to go on the defensive side if you're a defensive coordinator and coach? You get that figured out, have right. an unreal offense. You got yourself a, a playoff burn. And, and Flores for I don't years like has, it being the Pats. Flores for years has coached up. Uh, subpar defenses to performing way above their level anyway. So 
he was happy with the linebackers and, and probably the whole front well, seven he has. I was gonna say I, I think you see I think you see a lot of that front seven were actually Patriots players and probably out the door saying, you know what, I'm I'm sick and tired of putting up with Bill Belichick shit. I'm not getting paid and Flores just went to Miami and they probably said Flores, pay whoever the fuck you want, bring him here and let's build the dynasty. And that's what they're doing. And they I, I, at the time, didn't know if I fully agreed with it, but I think now at the end of the season, we can sit here and say Miami might be a fantasy, like, gem Oh yeah, uh, in 2021. Yep, I, I love seeing Flores succeed there, and I think he's got a long, a long road of success ahead of him, and if he drafts well, they could be, you, you could be buying in at every position. I don't want to get too ahead of myself and call him, like, the Chiefs or anything, but right. they could be very relevant at all positions. Right. I'm a Dolphins fan. I'm getting a unit. I'm, I'm not a Jersey. I'm not, I'm not a Dolphins fan. Um, okay. <laughs> As we look forward into 2021, this has been spit around. And I know the second the season ended, the fantasy season ended, the first thing in our minds were who's pick one next year. Yep. So we're going to go through our, our way too early top five. But this is, and I, I don't know if anybody who's in here in the docket, I actually had like at one point, like all the way down to like number nine. But it was all the same players, and I was deleting them and re-adding them and reordering them because I didn't know where I wanted to go. I'm putting CMC first, then I'm going Derrick Henry, Kamara, Cook, and Adams, which means Barkley and Zeke get kicked out of the top five, and uh, that that's my that's my five in 2021. I'm not I'm not gonna offer an explanation. I'll let you guys go around. Can, and then we can, can I offer it. a question that I, I should have put on here for you to know? Who makes your top 10 that you wouldn't think? You can think about it. I'll go to mine. All right. Uh, so in my top five, I start off with CMC. I then go to Kamara. Then I go to Derrick Henry. Those three seem to be locked in across all three of our boards, if we, if we realistically look at it. Then I have Dalvin Cook over Saquon Barkley as my number five. That's, that's what my top five is. And so if I'm going to make a case for a guy that I think is going to be in the top 10 next year that – realistically if you look at all the situations out there and it's got to be a running back in my opinion jk dobbins might end up making top 10 that i don't think a lot of people think about but because everything that you know mark ingram was two years ago when he finished rb8 i think that jk dobbins had a younger better talent with lamar jackson at this point i think jk dobbins makes his way into the top 10 next year that's that's at a question at a position at, or or just ten overall. overall, ten overall. So I'm, you're already calling, sitting here saying I'm you saying, want J.K. Dobbins before you I'm want saying there's JT. Gonna, I'm saying there's gonna. I think there's Ooh. a chance. You get a 2021 shotgun bet. I think See. there's a chance. Well, no, no. I, I mean, we haven't gotten there yet. But I'm, what I'm saying is, is I think there's a chance that J.K. Dobbins finds a way into the top ten in next year's first round. See, okay. and I, I, I just when you factor in the fact that people are going to take wide receivers too, like I just can't, I can't get them in there. My my top ten is not that shocking. Like. It'll be my five. We'll get. We'll get there. Yeah. And Dow, yeah. Go okay. Yeah. Sorry. So my five. I have the same guys, just in, in a different order for the most part. I've got Henry number one. I'm I'm going to put him up there. I think I'm the only one. You guys all have CMC. I'm putting Henry number one. He's just shown that he's durable. He's shown that he's not missing games. CMC's shown me that he missed games this year. I'm hesitant to waste, not waste, but spend another first round draft pick or first overall draft pick on him. If that's me, I want Henry. Then I'm going Kamara. Another consistent guy. I know he had the down year, not this past year, but the year before. But he was hurt. He came back healthy. He dominated. Then I'm going uh, McCaffrey. Then I'm going Cook. And Saquon has to round it out. Saquon scares me. He almost didn't make my top five because he's had injuries multiple years. And, again, if you have 
a pick this high, this is how you either make or break your draft. I mean, if you took Michael Thomas this year with the first overall pick, you probably didn't do that well. Like straight up, it, it ruined your entire year. It crippled you. We always say you can't win your league at the draft, but you can lose it. And that's exactly it. And if Barkley goes down, even at the fifth pick, you're in trouble. So mm-hmm. uh, I, it took a lot for me to put him in there, but I had to just, based on what he can do if he does stay healthy. I almost put Henry number one as well, but I couldn't ignore what CMC did in 2018 or 19. Yeah, it's, it's tough. I mean, because if again, if he stays healthy, he he pushes Henry easily for that for that. He, I mean, he probably blows him out of the water. To be honest with you, he catches balls, and if you're in half PPR, well, he scored he, like 400 points. I think he was outscoring like yeah, most like, of the quarterbacks <laughs> the year that he was doing yeah. that too. Um, I do. I, I'll sorry. I'll let you yeah. go ahead, Scotty. Um. Do you have a top 10 guy? That... No, so I would say like David Montgomery would be maybe a sneaky top 10 good one. based off what he did at the end of the year. Yep. But for, for my top 10, I'm locked in with these five guys. And then you got to add, say just random order, six Devontae Adams, seven Tyreek Hill, eight, I don't know. Who else is a good wide receiver? Stephon Diggs should be in that conversation. Yeah. And probably DeAndre. I don't know. Well, I mean, and then yeah, you, you still you still have a handful of running backs there to to think about. I Jonathan mean, Taylor, probably. Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, Nick Chubb. Like Well Chubb Chubb, yeah. I yeah, mean, Chubb. I, I meant it more as like a bold predict like what do you think the fantasy yeah, industry sure. is yeah. gonna think? Not what, what you my, personally my bold one would be David Montgomery just because based good one. on from that's where a perfect from one. the where I've come from him, like from on him as essentially a David Montgomery hater. To now, like, okay, maybe he's all right. Maybe he's not so bad. Maybe this Mango guy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Just kidding, like, Mango. <laughs> I don't think he's that a, at all. He's a good runner of the football. Runner yeah. of the football. Runner of the football. He takes the football and then of it runs. <laughs> in such a way. In, in, in so doing that he's moving in a, in a forward trajectory. In resolution. In the resolution Scotty. of the synopsis. Right. I don't know where we're going. My, <laughs> my top five... Um, one CMC, two Kamara, three Henry, and I know last year CMC was the the clear cut number one. I think it's going back to with like the top three picks. You can take either way you want. Going back to the CMC Barkley Elliott stages, where it's CMC Kamara Henry. If you take Henry first, I can't argue that at all. So I think they're all very similar. Four, I have Barkley just because what he can do. I know the whole injury things. It's tough. And five is Cook. And between Barkley and Cook and even Devontae Adams, I, I had a tough time picking four and five. Um, a guy that I would have in my top ten, I'm not sure if it's bold, um, Jonathan Taylor. Mainly, um, I'm not sure if he gets there with all the receivers still there. And and uh, Travis Kelsey is probably a top ten guy too now. Um, so yeah, I think see, that's that's an interesting yeah. point. Is yeah, there's, there's, this might be the year you see again a tight end selected yeah. in, our, in round what one. he's done the last three years. Like he finishes wide receiver three. Yeah, you you have to. I think it's top ten, but it, and to have that that spot in your lineup just locked up. Yeah, all like doesn't get hurt, stays healthy, consistent weekly performer. You just set it and forget it. It's and it's such a it's such a luxury to have at the tight end position. That if you're in the back end of the first round, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. Normally, I'd say you're an idiot, but for him, I, I, you're. It should be him, and then like six more rounds before you're thinking he's, about tight ends. So he's, he's absolutely what Gronk brought you. Yes, without yeah. the injury back history. when, back when Tully used to take him every single year in yeah. the first round. With, in our draft too. The injury <laughs> yep. Like that's why people are always so skeptic is because of Gronk. Yeah, but but Kelsey does not bring that injury history. So, question for you guys: Who's your first 
wide receiver off the board? I know you said Adams. It's I in th- your. I think right now it's Adams. I mean, this is this is like it's way way too, too early. Not way looking too early. into anything, but if it, 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 you had eighteen touchdowns, like yeah. there's there's bound to be a regression. But what's the regression from eighteen? Fifteen? Right. Exactly. Like and, fuck. And I was just thinking because I was saying that like. <laughs> I did my five all running backs, and then I was like, "Well, six, you got to be, got to be Adams." I wouldn't hate somebody if they put Adams at, the, at four. Okay. Well, I I was looking at it, and I'm like, "Okay, there's Cook," and I, we, and we'll go into it when we get into our rankings and our in our thought process behind a lot of it. Like I sat there honestly, and I said, "Kamara, his touchdown scared the shit out of me," because you could have 2019 Kamara, or you could have 2020 Kamara. Am I willing to have that risk at pick three? Cook could get hurt any fucking day. Yep. Adams is guaranteed a lock for at least 10 touchdowns every year. Like, so that's where I sat there and I was like, to me, CMC and Henry are just on their own other level. And honestly, the only reason CMC's ahead of Henry is because of his upside. Yeah. Henry, in my opinion, is the clear cut uh, safest pick yeah. I mean, that you could have in fantasy football. In standard, it's Henry, but we're probably playing half PPR. So it's yeah. definitely CMC there. Yep. Adams missed two games and scored three hundred points. That's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's I mean It would be he would be R B four and he missed two games. No, and if they sign if they sign a wide receiver, yeah, and this'll this'll definitely still, change. Yeah. Well, if they sign if they sign a guy like Will Fuller, I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers will probably like be like, Hey, you know what, buddy? Yeah. Like you're in the circle of trust. You're you're my dude, you're my dog, and then like he'll drop a pass and be like, Fuck you. But you put <laughs> you Adams stay. at sixteen games instead of fourteen. All right, sure give him right. 12 t- touchdowns, but still, you know, 100 receptions, 400 yards, but he's probably still one or two. And, right. and I mean, even if Will Fuller comes in, wh- whoever comes in, if they sign somebody, Devontae Adams has all of the red zone looks. I know we talked about Alan Lazard had a lot of red zone work too, but if there's a guy that Aaron Rodgers is going to look at when it's crunch time, it's it's always going to be oh, Adams. Yeah. It yeah. has to be. Well, or, I mean, Adams is the is. one who gets that. You can have all the looks in the world. It's yeah. Who gets touchdown? It's Adams. So who touchdowns. is your bold? Pr- I mean, I said JT. I'm sure you agree with JT. But if you had anyone else, so that I might sneak in there. I wanted to say JT, but I I think the one guy that a lot of people will probably not be thinking of because they'll be thinking of the running backs. They they might be thinking of the wide receivers. Um. I wanted to say Stephon Diggs, but I feel like that that might be a little known, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I think it's a good I call. I still think people are going to rank DeAndre Hopkins yeah. above him. I think you so got Travis Kelsey there. Then you have people are going to so, do Tyree Chubb. Hill. Kelsey Eckler was actually going to be a guy so. that, Tyree Hill. that Tyree I had mentioned. As much as I hate drafting tight ends, Travis Kelsey was a guy that I was thinking about because I was like, there's a point in time where it, it doesn't, fucking you know if you're putting up 1300 yards and 12 tds or whatever his final finish line was you're filthy it, it, it doesn't it doesn't fucking matter what position you play you you draft that guy and you put him in your starting lineup um so that that's and the reason i, I mean reason why i asked is ceh and kenyon drake this past year were in round one were around 10 to 12 and so i just wanted to know what you guys thought what the industry might think of throwing a guy up there in in that 10 to 12 range that might be more out of the realm of possibility than what you would think is see, a safe pick see i think i think the ceh thing was people getting way too cute well right? that's what I'm I, I, thought was, I thought it was people getting way too cute and i hate the, cute people. the the drake thing people. The Drake thing, 
And the Sanders too was right. And Sanders, Miles spot. Sanders, right? I I think the evaluations were right. Like I think people ranked them based off of what we saw at the beginning of the season is right. I think a lot of things went wrong or I, I don't really want to use it as a, as a cop out. I just think that their track history or what people viewed as them and what we'd seen. Well, they had could, higher you risk. Could, you could see the outcome for them to be worth the first round pick, right? right? Like you could see that. It just didn't happen. Miles Sanders probably won't be a top 12 running back for me. Kenyon no. Drake probably won't be a top 12 running back for me. So, I mean, and this is going to happen. I mean, a lot of people aren't going to have CH ranked as a top 12 running back. So, right. you this is just what happens You can in still sit there football. and be like, the logic is sound. Everything right. made sense right. on paper. Right. The games aren't played on paper. Right. It happens. And, I mean, like, another another guy to enter this category would be Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. All right. Depending where they go. Right. Yeah. Of course. They might just oh, be the new. I draft them so hard. But, like, <laughs> but I'm so, drafting before you. But, like, like when you, <laughs> so when you ran down the list. Oh, oh, yeah. When you ran down the list of, like, the Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, um, even David Montgomery, I feel like, is even more safe than all these risky guys. Like, that's, you know, it's I would, forewarning. There's going to be a lot of hype out there. Yeah, I, I would. And I'm going to be leading the friggin' hype train. <laughs> Choo-choo. I would uh, <laughs> hate to draft David Montgomery, but I think it's going to be a smart pick. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't. I hope that somebody takes him early so I don't have to be <laughs> so in a you position don't have to, to make that decision. Somebody he, make my hard decisions He for is me. going to be a safe pick. Like He's not He's not sexy guy, like, but he's going to be that safe probably 12 to 15 a week with those 25 point outcomes. I'll tell you right now in uh dog league, I'm going to, I'm going to text mango depending on where he gets drafted. I'm going to be like, can I switch with you just so you could take David Montgomery <laughs> and he'll do it because he loves him. You heard it. He can hear but this here you, first. But what if you pick one? He'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. Let's <laughs> take David Montgomery. You have to take Montgomery though. Um, all right. This, this, this is the shit that I, find most interesting about fantasy right i mean we talk, we do these podcasts every week and it's fun and we go through what happened week to week and we try to be right we had these competitions these next like two three months is, oh, is probably the most fun because it's like the, we so get to nerd the off season the best part out, <laughs> like we don't have to be like okay you know Start what? i only, I only have two hours tonight where i gotta sit down and figure out who my starts and sits are right. or i gotta try and do something else else or or whatever we're we're able to take whatever free time we have and, and devote to this. Um, should have a new website for 2021. Hell yeah. Yep. Uh, Topshelfantasy.com backslash shop for all your merch needs. For all, all your, your merch, merch needs. needs. Oh, and congrats to JT for winning the Kenny Galladay jersey for yes. our listener league and a sixty dollar gift card to our store. Yep. Which he used in five minutes. Out of boy. What did he get? He got two sweatpants, one for him, one for his girl, and a shirt. Nice. Uh, t-shirt. And that just supports the message. Top shelf fantasy gets you girls. Yep. Boom. And he'll get a <laughs> boom. He'll get a glass. He'll get a face mask and some stickers. Nice. Some, some good swag and, and a Kenny Gallagher signed jersey, which isn't bad. And yeah. hopefully he comes back and has a good career. I like yeah. how that's been the thing thrown under all the other you stuff. Go, 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 go. Well, if we if yeah, we say it too loud it. like we did earlier, we'll probably kill him. So <laughs> whoever we get for a jersey <laughs> next year, yeah. remind me not to draft yeah. them. So so I texted Jay saying, you know, like, congrats all, all this. He's like, uh, uh, he's like. If you do this next year, can I be a part of it? Like, well, you're already a shoe in. Yeah, you, you have to. You be. won. You have the free entry for next year. Yeah. Oh, no. So he's stoked. He wants back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Nice. He's pumped. Was he, was he well, just, I mean, uh, we give away free no, shit. No, he's a. He he's my a friend from okay. college. Oh, okay. Actually, like, it was last Jeez. second. It was like, he 
we had one more guy. He listened to the podcast, texted me. He's like, hey, you guys are still doing that league? I'm like, yeah, sure. You Perfect. sign up. Sweet. Awesome. Hey, that's sweet. Congrats, um, JT. Yeah, and so follow Twitter, topshelffantasy.com. No. Twitter, Instagram, yeah. Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. We'll be sending that stuff out, right? Like, we'll be Twitter tweeting it, Twittering it. Twitter doing, it. You guys will do the social Twit, media twat. things. We'll the, the, yeah, we'll, yeah. The I did some twats out there. A couple, week, couple two tray twats. Yeah. Uh, so we'll put all that stuff out there. I'm sure that we'll have some random promo codes throughout the offseason, maybe like a one-time 50% off or 20% off. We'll just throw Might it out there. Might do another WAP thing. Do another WAP thing just you know, to see what's paying attention. We need to get those, those WAP packs. Oh, I mean, pack. shame on us for not getting those yeah. <laughs> in their ma- our massive order. Yeah, None of us got we'll, a WAP pack. We'll go get some WAP packs. We'll get some WAP packs. Um, all right. I don't know. Do, we, we, do, do you guys want to go around the table real quick? What was, uh, I don't know, something about 2020? It just seems surreal. I mean, this is our second year of the podcast. It's done and over. Uh, don't we have a power hour coming up? Oh, shit. Yeah, we're doing that, aren't we? Yeah. I would like to. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. Gonna, okay. We're well, we can, we can do this little reminiscing thing then uh, later. Yeah. Uh, we got a power hour coming up. Well, I mean, we should say congrats Are... to everybody who made it through. I mean, you yeah. made it through a COVID season, and uncharted yeah. territory. This it was great to see uh, people on Twitter actually thanking us for yes. for the entire yeah. year. Like, because like, you usually see, you know, you're right nine times, you're wrong one time, and you'll get the one wrong thing, oh. and they'll bash you, bash you, bash you. But it's good to see people actually taking their time, reaching out, and saying, hey, thanks for the advice. I won. I came to the finals, you know, blah, blah, blah. And so, Ange, Ange Capone, yeah. we're still Ange so Capone, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't heard from well, her. If she, <laughs> if she, uh, if you hear this, please reach out to us. We will send you a we'll glass. Send, we'll send her a glass. Um, I, I just got a notification. I have 11% on my battery. Nice. The season's over. TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. We have a power hour coming up. We're going to what top 60 right we can't do another centurion top, no not doing centurion uh, 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 top, uh, 60. Yeah, top we... 60 players we'll go over and talk about them do things and the things and the things and the things top shell fantasy stay fluid stay